0: Welcome back to another episode of Let Love Be Your Guide. My name is your host, Dominique Chantel, and I will be guiding you through today. In today's episode, we will be talking about the state of the dream, the state of the dream. Um, This is being basically recorded on Dr. Martin Luther King's Junior's birthday, um, that we celebrate his birthday every year because of his legacy of love, leadership, and one of the people who led the civil rights movement and why we have change in the United States of America today. So I said, what better way to honor his legacy than to have an episode dedicated to the state of his I Have a Dream speech and just maybe giving us a temperature gauge on where we are regarding the dream that he talked about. Okay. And so I want to go ahead and get right into the episode because this one may be lengthy, but with that being said, don't tune away because I believe that we can all benefit from just knowing the state of the dream. I'm going to talk about some of the things that are still plaguing African Americans and people of color today. And so the state of the dream was brought about because just like the state of the union that the president has, I think that we should have this every year. We have a service to commemorate him in the beloved community in Atlanta. However, we never talk about um the state how is it going we have the speakers that come in but there should be someone to issue a state of the dream to hold the united states government accountable for the actions what they did to enslaved africans so today i'm bringing it to you the state of the dream okay so the first thing i want to bring up um and talk about is the the history of America briefly, but the Declaration of Independence was signed and brought along by um, our forefathers they call. And so those four forefathers who wrote the Declaration of Independence, um, Jefferson was one of them, Um, also Benjamin Franklin, we have Roger Sherman and Robert Livingston and John Adams. Okay. So we have five, right? One, two, three, four, five, correct. So five people who wrote this. And I want to just put this in your mind that the Declaration of Independence was written because we were getting our independence from England. So the they were oppressed, okay, by England. They came to America for a chance at life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And in it, they wrote that all men are created equal, not were, but all men are created equal. So in writing that, they had already written enslaved Africans who they brought over here into the Constitution, I'm sorry, into the Declaration of Independence. When you talk about enslaved Africans, they are men. OK, they're not property. So they had already written enslaved Africans into the Constitution, even though they weren't thinking about them. But all men are created equal and we have a right to life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. That's what they wrote because they wanted to be free. They wanted to live the life that the Englishman lived over in the United Kingdom. Okay. And, and that's why it was created. So that's just a little bit of background. Um, just go and research yourself. All right. Um, but that's just a tidbit. But I want to go ahead and get into what we talk about because Dr. King referenced it too. Um, that that all men are created equal. Um, I believe when enslaved Africans were brought over again, they weren't looked at as you know, men. They were looked at as property. And that's how they justified the the transatlantic slave trade. That's how they justified it, because slaves were looked at as property. And what I want to say to that is um, people always bring up the argument that, well, they were enslaving their own in Africa. Yes, they were, but they weren't as horrific the Uh, voyage, how they treated Africans within another African village. It wasn't brutal the way the enslaved Africans were treated when they were brought over here. Okay, And so I want to make that point. So, yes, they were enslaving people in Africa. Um, However, the conditions weren't how they were in the U.S. when we were brought over here. They didn't have to travel miles, thousands of miles away you know, to get to another country, they weren't, they weren't not being fed, they weren't dying of diseases, you know, so that's what, you know, people use as justification, you know, but it wasn't, it wasn't the same, it's not the same, okay, Um, that's like comparing an apple to an orange, it's not the same, all right, and if you don't believe me, go back and do the history, read up on it, and so, with that being said, um, we have to, as African Americans, change the narrative, right? So, being that we were enslaved and we have a history of being enslaved, even when we were set free, our minds were still enslaved because we, some slaves, still couldn't grasp that they were free. Okay. So, number one, I put as the state of the dream is that we are free free, as I mean, you know, chains, we're not shackled, but a lot of us are still mentally processing what happened to us a hundred years ago, okay? Hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And in order for us to get that mindset out, we have to be, we have to be intentional about our thinking, we have to get positivity in our minds and in our brains. So I've talked about this several times. The human brain is taught to basically think negatively anyway. And then we have that extra layer of the whole being an enslaved African. So we have to get that out of our minds um, and we have to wake up and start with a routine. And so. For me, I take full advantage of again just renewing my mind and and looking at things that are positive that are an influence in my life so that I can be better and get better. Okay. Um, We have to be persistent about um, what we do and we have to stand up for injustice. Okay. So no, no more can we say, oh, that happened to, you know. John down the street or that happened to Mario down the street, when anybody is killed unjustly or when anything happens, when we see voter suppression, okay, that's happening in our communities, in our poor communities and communities across the nation, we have to stand up and say something. We can't just say, oh, we'll let the politicians fix it or I'll let the councilwoman fix it. No, we have to form groups and we have to hold people accountable to these of injustices that are happening in our communities. That's the only way that we are going to change. Even our white brothers and sisters, you have to stand up and say something because if not, it will come knocking at your door, okay? Who are they gonna oppress next? Okay, we've already been oppressed for hundreds and hundreds of years, but I feel like even poor white people have been oppressed, poor, just brown people. If you are poor in general, they're going to find a way. It's always a way. We are oppressed. Okay. And that's just it. And it's wrong. It's not right. Everyone is created equal and everyone has the right to pursue happiness and the right to live a free life. Okay. That's what the Declaration of Independence says. So if you didn't mean it for everybody, you should have written clauses in it, but that's not what it says. Okay, and so we have to protect those who can't protect themselves. But not only, again, we have to stand up. We have to say something. We have to be an advocate for that. So stand up for injustice. If you see it happening, you know, like they say, if you see something, say something. It's wrong. It's not right. Okay. At the end of the day, Um, I'm gonna still up stand up for my my fellow brother or sister. I just don't believe in sitting down. Um, I know growing up. I really was taught um, to be passive. I really didn't learn my voice until later on, even until now. You know, I say when it's right, I say when it's wrong, and I speak up, you know, and um, I've learned that. So if you can do anything, if somebody is doing some someone else wrong, speak up for them. They cannot speak up for themselves. You know, we have to speak up for them. Um. And another thing I just want to say, when people discriminate, when people talk about you because of your color, because of your lack of education, when people go low, I know it's hard to go high, but go high and stay there. Because one thing about it, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. You don't have to fight that battle some way or another. They will get theirs, you know, not saying you want hurt or harm to come on them, but it's just a uh a law. Okay, when you do people wrong, it comes back on you, okay, whether you like it or not. So we have to be careful about how we treat people, okay. Um, and it, within that, you have to know your history, okay. If you are Native American, if you are um, again, African-American, if you are a Japanese-American, if you are a Chinese-American, whatever type of American you are, you have to know your history. Um, If you're Hispanic-American, you have to know your history in order to know where you are going and to know what is being done to your your race, right? Um, Being done to your people. I always think it is our responsibility to educate, to educate our younger kids, our younger generation, because they are the future and they know where we are going. I feel that the reason why we've become stagnant is because the failed education of our youth. And we have to get back to that, educating our youth, okay? Um, And know that it will be hard when you are working, to be better and educate people, you know, especially people of color, it will be hard for us. Okay. We can't wait on government officials to help us. We have to start in our community with grassroots efforts. If we become comfortable with where we are, we will not move. I repeat, if we become comfortable with where we are and where we have made it to, we will not move. Okay, and that applies to your own life. If you become comfortable at where you are, you're not going to move anywhere. You're going to stay exactly where you are. So it's time for us to get up and teach our younger generation. And we need to keep moving. Okay. Um, Secondly, I want to say that America has to recognize the United States. I want to say has to recognize it would not be where it is today if it weren't for African-Americans. Okay, this is so crucial because the transatlantic slave trade, when they brought slaves to the United States, we came to work on plantations for free. And that has never been publicly acknowledged, nor have we ever received a reparation. Um, That means. White slave owners benefit benefited off the backs of Blacks and drove the economy, okay? And I feel like they've just now created ways, although we've come far, we have, we've come far, but they've created ways to isolate and disenfranchise us. You know, they always creating ways so that they are forever benefiting off of our work. And we have to be careful about that. Okay, And what I'm saying is in order to know where you are going and what has been done to you, the thing is, we have to, again, be educated on the fact that America, as it is today, the economy was built on enslaved Africans. That was the economy at the time back then and it would not have the level of wealth that it has today if it weren't for us. Okay. So know that. Um we're workers. So all of you sitting at home, you have a child that's sitting at home being lazy. That's not us. That's not who we are. We work. We go to work. And if you know your history, you would know that. People worked We worked in the fields. You know, it was hard work, but we work. We're a people of workers. That's what we do. So if you say, you know, that's just who I am, no, that's not who you are. Our people are not a lazy people. So you should be doing something again. You should be out pursuing purpose. You should be out starting a business. You should be out on that nine to five. And if you don't like the nine to five, again, you pursuing a business that you love to do something that you love to do that doesn't require you to get up and answer to anyone else, but you have to work because that is our history, right? We are workers by nature, okay? And not just saying we're workers, but we're inventors. We're geniuses. And so go knowing in that, we were creating things and and ideals were stolen from us. So you are that. You are a genius. You are an inventor, you are an innovator. You are a motivator, okay? So go knowing that um, we worked, we worked. And the thing is, I find it really offensive that America, And when I say America, I'm talking about the United States of America. America has never given us anything for the work that we put in, the work that we've done. And so with that being said, um, we have to create tables for ourselves. And we have to create tables that where other Black people can come and sit at the table and we can give them what they need. That's why I'm not jealous of another entrepreneur, another Black entrepreneur, somebody who's doing their thing. You know, um, and it took me a long time to get to this point. But never be jealous of somebody else's work or what they work for or their success or what they did, because again, like everybody says, you never know what they did to get to that level. So don't be jealous, and that's for them you have to go out and find out what's for you, okay? And that's why I talk about so much about self-love is because at the end of the day, when you're loving on yourself, when you love yourself and you take the love that God has given you and love on yourself and you make yourself a priority, you will find that purpose, you will find that passion and you will find what you were put here to do. So it's so important, again, again, for us to create tables and give other people opportunities. And that's all I'm gonna say about that and reach back and help and serve our communities. If you get to where you are and you don't reach back and you don't serve your community, you're doing yourself a disservice. You're doing your community a disservice. Because at one point, I'm probably sure somebody helped you in some way. If you went to a Salvation Army, if you went to a Goodwill, if you went to a, a, a Feed the Homeless, somebody helped you in some sort of way. So it's our duty to give back. And we have to serve others and give back. Okay, so make sure that when you get to a richer level of success, That you give back and you help somebody else you pay it forward okay um next i want to talk about um again it flows right into it what are you doing to advance the dream to advance the movement the civil rights movement that dr king gave his life for he sacrificed think about your grandparents Your grandparents, your great-great-great grandparents, our ancestors, they sacrifice for the opportunities that we have today. So you owe it to yourself and to the ancestors to give back and to reach back. What are you doing to advance the dream? Are you hindering the movement or are you advancing the movement? Again. Um, we need to come together as Black people and create an organization economically. If we were to come and get um, a group of people together and put our finances together, right, um, in an account and say, this, is, this will be allocated to feed the homeless in our communities and in communities of color. This will be allocated for education, This will be allocated for um, people learning to um, know their history, know where they come from. This will be allocated for people who um, need assistance, temporary assistance, right, to get back on your feet, classes, financial literacy classes. How great we would be. We would be unstoppable, OK, think about it. If you look back, if you don't know, look at the Black Wall Street in Oklahoma. They were thriving. OK, and they were thriving so much. It was it was basically a threat to the American quote unquote economy because they the Blacks, they had their own economy going. They had their own dollars circulating. And what happened? Nope. Somebody comes in, burns up everything. That's by no coincidence. We are stronger together. And as soon as we recognize that and get that, we can do innumerable things. We can do, man, a plethora of things. We can do things beyond we could ever ask or imagine. Okay, so we need to, again, give back And we need to create an economic base. If we can do that, we will be, man, out of this world. We will be unstoppable. But it starts with you and me by giving back. And it starts by helping those who need help. Lending your hand, servicing others, right? Um, Lastly, I want to say that we have to do all these things So we have to be persistent. You know, we have to stand up for injustice. You know, the United States has to come to terms and recognize that the economy was built on enslaved Africans. It was built on us. We are African-Americans. It was built on us. But we have to flip it, right? Because we know we ain't waiting to get our reparations. We have to create opportunities for others to come in. And then you have to ask yourself, you have to be accountable. What are you doing to advance the movement? And lastly, we must walk in love. We have to walk in love because, you know, Dr. King calls us, number one, to walk in love and do things lovingly. Um, But not only him, but furthermore, like at the top, God calls us to walk in love. Right. And Dr. King and Dr. Miss Coretta Scott King, she was a force herself. She continued the movement. So it wasn't just him, it was her too. So, you know, when we're walking in love, we have to make sure that we're patient with one another, that we're kind with one another, you know, um, that we fight fiercely, but respectively, that we fight peacefully, not violently. Right. Um, but we have to learn this and we have to educate a generation. The reason why the civil rights movement was so powerful and impactful and changed things is because Dr. King never incited and, and Miss Coretta Scott King, they pushed for nonviolence because they knew that if they were violent, nothing was gonna get accomplished. So you walking around here angry, mad, want to fight people? No right? When somebody calls you out of your name or somebody calls you a word, I know the first thing you probably want to do is like, oh man, go off or hit them. But just, it takes a level of maturity to say, you know what, I'm not going to respond to that ignorance because that's what it is, ignorance. Because when somebody calls you out of your name, it's never about you, right? No matter what they call you, it's about them and their ability to not like. there's something about them that they don't like. So in order for you to be comfortable. In order for you to get what you need. You have to call me out of my name. Because you don't know who you are. But I know. If you call me a nigger. I'm not a nigger. I know that. And so I'm not going to get mad at you for calling me that. If you call me a bitch. I'm not a bitch. Okay. So I'm not going to get mad if you call me a hoe. I'm not going to get mad if you call me a motherfucker. Okay? All these things that we can respond to, it's, it's bitterness and hatred. And Dr. King talks about it in his speech, you know, we do not have to respond to the bitterness and hatred. And we can't be bitter and we can't be hating people. Because that's the very thing that they did to us. And the thing is, you can't fight bitterness and hatred with bitterness and hatred. You have to fight it with love. And that's why I teach love. And that's why I am love. And that's why I practice love. Not because it's it's just innately in me. But the thing is, I know God created me to do something more, to further his kingdom, and to give back. And the way I love, I know it's different. And so I'm teaching you how to love. And so we must do things in love, okay? We must do things in love. And we're gonna struggle. If we're gonna struggle, let it be in love. But we gotta be patient. We gotta be kind with one another, okay? And we gotta fiercely fight for what is true. Lastly, I wanna leave you with this. If you can divide a people, you can conquer them. But we are all free and can do our part to advance the movement because if we remain silent, we may end up reliving the harsh conditions that our ancestors faced. And not saying that we will go back to slavery, but the new kind of slavery, right? The voter suppression that we have going on. So that's a whole nother episode that I can talk about. But I would encourage you to look that up. So that's why it's so important for you to register to vote and go and vote because people died for this right. I know you hear it, but people did and people sacrificed and they put us through so much and they're still putting us through so much. But if we show up in numbers, if we show up and show them that we we believe in the power of voting and we believe that it's going to get done Whether we vote for it, we got to vote the people in to get things changed, y'all. Okay? But I want you to to walk in love today. Be encouraged. And I want to end the podcast as I always end it. May you always be believing so that you can always be receiving. May you always be believing so you may always be receiving. Because if you don't believe it, it ain't going to happen. You ain't going to be able to receive it. But believe it. And may you always let love be your guide in life today, forever, and always love you guys. Peace.